Hello and welcome to JPD Weekly. That is Josh Peck Defense Weekly. Uh, this is our first episode. Happy to be talking with you. I wanted to talk about an important topic, the mark of the beast and its possible connection with the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about this in both parts. As most of you at Daily Renegade know, uh, we have a free version that, you know, it's like a long, really long preview that we give to everybody for free. And then there's a members only version. So if people want, they can go to dailyrenegade.com and you can get a membership for the rest of this episode and much more. Uh, but I want to get right into it and we'll talk a little bit later about what we're doing with this show and how we're retiring Peck Report. But before uh, we get into any of that, uh, I just want to jump right into it. Revelation 13, for a little background, for some context of what we're talking about, uh, let's get the context first. We'll read through the chapter, and then there's some things that I want to talk about, the mark of the beast specifically, and then a little bit later, uh, there is a Catholic bishop that's talking about how if this uh, COVID vaccine that has like aborted fetal cells in it is mandatory, that's going to bring about the apocalypse. And so I'm not a Catholic. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I just like to go straight with the Bible, what the Bible says. I don't consider myself a Catholic. I'm, I guess I'm a non-denominational, you, you, you know, I, I, I guess, but uh, I, I tend to stay away from the labels. You know, I, I just, I'm, I'm a servant of Christ and I, I like going where the Bible takes me. And if I find out I'm wrong about something, then I like to be corrected. So um, we're going to talk about that because while on the surface that that does sound a little a little out there there might there might actually be something to it but what i want the reason that i wanted to talk about this specifically today is a lot of people have been asking me uh you know Josh if this vaccine becomes mandatory should i take it should should i should i give it to my family and i i, I can't tell you one way or another what's right for you or what's right for your family. I can tell you I do not believe that this is the mark of the beast, and we're going to get into why. I do not believe that the the COVID vaccine, if it becomes mandatory next year, that that will be the mark of the beast or have anything to do with it. Now, could that be a precursor? Could that be an example? Could the real mark of the beast, when it comes, could it could it be in the form of a mandatory vaccine later on down the line? Possibly, and we're going to look into some reasons why that might be the case. But uh, specifically for our time today, I can I can confidently say that the COVID nineteen vaccine. Uh, is not the mark of the beast. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not without its problems. There are certainly reasons to be apprehensive about it. Um, and while I can't, I, I, there's just too much I don't know about it to be able to say one way or another how God feels about it, I can say for me and my family, I don't plan on taking it. We don't plan on taking it. Um, now, my family situation is a little unique. We have um, our, our son, Nathan, is, was diagnosed with leukemia uh, when he was five years old. He's six now. He's in remission, but he's going through maintenance therapy for a few more years. Um, he's doing well, by the way. Thank, thank everybody for the prayers. Uh, but due to that, we have to be, in our household, we have to be very careful about vaccines. And we just don't get them anyway. Um, now, I, I don't consider myself pro-vax or anti-vax. You, you know, there, there's a lot of things I don't like about them, but I, I don't 
necessarily believe all of the hysteria around it, but I, I, I am very much in favor of individual choice. So when somebody is told that they have to have a vaccine by the government, I have a big problem with that. I, I think that that is very anti-Christ in nature. I think that that is evil, forcing somebody to put something in their body that they don't want there. Um, so that's how I feel about it. Um, but just to get into what exactly the mark of the beast is, and I'm hoping that this will help inform you at home, because we do have to start talking about this and deciding, you know, on a spiritual level, um, is taking something like this vaccine, is it okay? Is it the mark of the beast? We have to, we have to uh, find where our theology is going to lie on this. And like I said, I, I can confidently say, and I, I totally believe that this is, this, the COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast, but that doesn't mean it's without its problems. So we're going to look at what the Bible actually says about the mark of the beast, because there's some really interesting things that we can pull out here that's not commonly talked about uh, that may factor into our conversation about the COVID-19 vaccine. And then a little later, we're going to talk about the idea of, you know, that this vaccine, if it's loaded with um, aborted fetal cells, you know, then that's a problem. That's an issue. And one one Catholic bishop is saying that that will bring about Armageddon. I think that's what he's saying. We'll, we'll look at the article and see. Um, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I would definitely agree that there there's some issues here. So let's let's get right into it. Revelation 13 for the context of what we're talking about. We're going to breeze through a lot of this until we get to the Mark of the Beast passage. And there's a lot we could talk about here, and we probably will on future episodes of JPD Weekly or Peck Defense for short. I don't know which one is shorter, but uh, let's get some context here. I'm going to read from the KJV only because um, I can, on blueletterbible.org, I can turn the Strong's Concordance on and off uh, with the KJV, and I can't do that with the ESV. Typically, I would use the ESV, but that's okay. Um, So, Revelation uh, 13. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his uh, heads the name of blasphemy. Um, and the beast, and that name, keep that in mind for later. There's there th- th- This passage talks a lot about names, especially taking the name of the Antichrist, taking the name of the image of the beast. What does that mean? What's this name idea? We're going to talk about that a little later. But the name of blasphemy. There's a couple different ways you could look at name. It could be name as in like a persona. Like like um, if you come in the name of Jesus, that doesn't mean that you physically have like sewn onto your shirt the name of Jesus. You might, but that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about you come in like the persona of Jesus or you come you 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 come like in his name. If I if I I don't know, if I uh if I was doing an interview, so my boss is Tom Horn, you know, if I if I was doing an interview and I was talking about one of his books and I explained something in the book, then for for that part of the interview I would be like coming in the name of Tom Horn to explain his his book. It it's sort of you could sort of think of it as like persona or or authority, you know. Um when you when you when you do something in the name of Jesus, you're, you're using Jesus's authority to do that. So if you're casting out a demon in the name of Jesus, you are using the name Jesus, you know, but you could say Yeshua, you could, you could say, uh, you, you know, there's, there's the, the Christ, there's lots of ways to refer to Jesus. So it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be J E S U S. But when you, when you 
cast out a demon in the name of Jesus, you're doing it by the authority. So this could be, you know, upon the the heads, it could be a physical name here of blasphemy, but it could also be talking about the authority of blasphemy. Uh, And the ultimate blasphemy would be, you know, the the, the Antichrist. Um, And so... That, that word name, keep that in mind for later. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and the feet were the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. So there we have uh, reference to authority again. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly head wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. There's a lot we could say about that, but we're going to not focus on that in today's episode. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast and worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things uh, and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and overcome them. And power was given him over all kindred, uh, kindreds, tongues, and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him uh, whose names were not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. And, and there's been a lot of speculation what that means because we see we see this idea, you know, if if any man have a hear, let him hear, or let let him who reads understands. You know what does that really mean? Um, some has, have speculated that possibly what it means, and I, th- this this seems right to me. Could could be wrong, but uh, what it means is. It, the person writing it doesn't understand it exactly, but the person who it's meant for, who will read it in the future, will understand it. So you see that echoed in like Matthew 24, for example. Um, and, you know, he who has understanding, let him understand, you know, things like that. It, the idea is the, the writer is saying, well, I don't know what this means, but when the time comes that this happens, the reader will understand. Let the reader understand. So you see that you see that kind of echoed here. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints, and be and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwelleth therein to worship the first beast whose deadly uh, wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do. And the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwelleth on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he gave, uh, and here I'm going to turn the strongs on because we're going to get into some interesting things here. Um, Where'd we leave off here? All right. Okay. um, Verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Uh, and that right there, that should tell us the COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast because nobody's getting it in their foreheads. Um, if we're, if we're going to take that seriously. But, uh, then it says, and that no man might buy or sell save that he had the mark or that he had the, the mark 
or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that understand count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Um, one thing I want to hit real quick, down here, the, the 603 score and six, that is, that is literally 666. It's not 666. So there are people that say anytime, basically anytime you see three sixes anywhere, then there are people that will say, well, that's, that's the mark of the beast. Well, is it six and six and six? Or is it 666? So for it to be the mark of the beast, if you're going to take it that literally, um, the three sixes would have to be together, you know, not all separated and, and apart. It would have to represent the number that comes after 665. It would have to represent 666, uh, not three sixes, if that makes sense. So we're not talking about a series of three sixes here. So like, for example, some people say, well, you know, this could be referring to the internet because, you know, www, if you translate that into Hebrew and then through the gematria, uh, you know, every Hebrew letter has an associated number. W is typically translated to Vav in, uh, which is a V, uh, but there, there are some letters that just don't translate like J. They don't translate to Hebrew. So you have Vav, 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 uh, three sixes. That's www as in like web addresses, so that must be the internet. Um, but again, we're not talking about a six and a six and a six. Otherwise, then you'd be right. It would be vav, vav, vav. We're talking about 603 score and six. We're talking about actual 666. Um, and so that could be any set of Hebrew characters that add up to that. And I mean, there's a lot of different combinations that could add up to that number. So I don't think the, the, the internet thing. Now that doesn't mean that the internet couldn't play a part. You know, maybe it could. I mean, we have to have, it would seem we would have to have some kind of technology for this to be a worldwide thing and for everybody to be able to get some kind of mark. Um, but we just have to keep that in mind. It's not six and six and six. It's literally 666. So anytime that we see, you know, uh, I, I've, I've seen people like look at the, the, the Disney logo and they'll find like three sixes in there, or they'll look at an episode of the Simpsons and take one frame and they'll find three sixes and they'll say, see, this is the mark of the beast, or this is, this is the, I don't know, the, the shadow elites tipping their hand and showing off or whatever, um, Maybe, but I just don't think it's anything that we even have to pay attention to because it just it doesn't correlate with uh, the the actual passage. All right, so I wanted to start up here. Um, let's see what is what is the first word we're going to look at. Uh, we're going to look at to make because of the image. So up here. Who's making the image? Um, and deceiveth and them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do. Again, this is typically understood as the false prophet. In sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth. So you have the false prophet here and then you have the people of the earth. False prophet is saying to the people on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. So it's the people on the earth that should make this image to the beast, 
which had a wound by a sword and did live. All right, so make here, we can, uh, and, and look, the Strong's Concordance is not like a perfect reference uh, for this kind of thing. But it can kind of get us where we need to be for this. Uh, to make with the names of things made to produce, construct, form, fashion. What's interesting, though, is up here, um, one of the possible things could be bring forth. And w what's interesting about this is the idea of idolatry. Because in ancient times, the way idolatry would work is you know, a pagan or, you know, somebody who's gone apostate and they go and worship other gods, they would create out of wood or silver or gold, they would create a, a literal image of their god. And it's not that they would worship that exactly. What, what they would do is use that to try to call the spirit of that god down into that image, and then they would worship it. So that that's kind of how idolatry would work. Well, it really sounds like we got the same thing here. Um, the people of the earth are supposed to make this this image to the beast, and the way that ancient idolatry worked, it seems to be assumed that because again, one of these other definitions could mean to bring forth. So to bring forth some type of spirit, you know, some type of uh, false god into this thing. Now, typically in ancient times, um, they, they, they would worship the image whether it, you know, moved or not. Typically it wouldn't move. It would be just a dead thing. Um, but here we get a different story. That's not exactly what happens because it says um, that they should make this image to the beast. So we see like a... a uh, a, a, a revived uh, idolatry going on here. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. Um, so what's the next word here that we're looking at? The image. So what are we talking about with image? It's an image, a figure, or a likeness, such as what was used in idolatry in ancient times. Sometimes it's still used today. But what's interesting here, the image of the Son of God, it says is one of the defi one of the possible definitions, used of moral likeness of renewed men to God. So, like we're made in the image of God. It's th this is like a a satanic uh, reversal of this idea of the image of God, the image of the Son of God, into which true Christians are transformed is likeness not only to the heavenly body but also most holy and blessed state of mind which Christ possesses. So the the image it's not it's probably not only a physical image but the intent behind it the spirit that's going to be called forth into it uh is is like the the likeness of the the, the beast in the way that we're to be you know like Jesus you know we're supposed to, we're we're made in the image of God that type of language we see the same thing with the image of the beast and whatever spirit is called forth. Because listen to this. Next, it says, he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. So that word life comes from the Greek pneuma. And this is really interesting. Because look at these 
Look look at the ways that the KJV translates this. Spirit, Holy Ghost, Spirit of God, Spirit of the Lord, my spirit, Spirit of truth, Spirit of Christ. Many times it says the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father and the Son. Um, and then down here, the, the spirit, vital principle uh, to, by which the body is animated. So a lot of times that word is translated to mean like the Holy Spirit or the breath of God that animated, that gave life to Adam. So we're seeing a satanic reversal of that with this image of the beast. This is like the satanic spirit instead of the Holy Spirit. This, 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 again, I've said this before, Satan never has an original idea of his own. So this image of the beast is like the first Adam of Satan. Um, it, 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 power was given to uh, give life to this thing. And I, I don't believe that that's just like a robot or something. It's actually a spirit in there. You know, it's not just some type of, of trick of like animatronics or something. Um, I, I'm not necessarily convinced that it's like a clone of the Antichrist, though I, I guess it could be. It could be something like that. I mean, it, it's it's the men of the earth, the people of the earth that are creating this thing. And the the false prophet, the Antichrist, somehow there's power there that's given to, to give life to give an actual spirit, a pneuma, to this thing. Uh, so, and, and there's really no way around that. That there, there is a spirit in this, and that's what the life means. It's an actual life that this image of the beast gets. Um, now, you know, so, some have wondered if this image of the beast could have something to do with the internet. Maybe it's an artificial intelligence. I don't think so. Because again, I think that the image is going to be a phys some in some way it's going to be a, a physical likeness, but it's also going to be like, you know, a, a spiritual likeness, like the attitude of the Antichrist as well. Uh, so the internet doesn't really have like a form, you, you know, it doesn't have. I guess if it had any form, it would be a room full of servers somewhere it, it, that doesn't look like a human being. And I, I think. I think the text says that the image of the beast will look look like physically, but also spiritually, the the Antichrist. Because again, it's the idea of idolatry. They would in ancient times they would carve images of their gods. So if people are worshiping the Antichrist, they're going to make the image look like him. But then again, power is given to animate this thing and give it a real spirit. It's going to really have a spirit. It's going to have really have a life. Uh, and of course, that spirit's going to be demonic, you know, satanic. Um, but then it says, so it says, unto the, he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now, we don't know if that means it has some type of supernatural power to just kill people on the spot that don't worship it, or if it's just that it commands, you know, it just puts like a law into practice and says, hey, anybody that doesn't worship me needs to die. Uh, so we, we don't know. But it says, uh, going forward, and he, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that word in, it can mean physically in, like inside, like an injection, or it can mean on, like a uh, like a tattoo or something. The, the Greek word is epi, and it can be used for either. So we don't know. I mean, I would think some type of, like maybe a chip or maybe some kind of uh, implant or, or, or a vaccine maybe. But... 
we read on, and that no man might buy or sell save that he had the, the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So there's three options there. That he has, no man might buy or sell save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So there's three options there. So the, 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 the idea of the mark of the beast, it's not just one thing. There's several ways to show allegiance to somebody or to something, right? And that, that's the idea here. So that's why we see here free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or their forehead, foreheads. It doesn't say the mark. It says a mark. What is the mark? Well, it can be the mark or the name of the beast or the, the number of his name. So again, there's there's a few different options here on what the mark could be when that time comes. I don't think it's going to be just one thing. You know, it might it would be like, okay, if there's like a world ruler and I want to show allegiance to this world ruler, maybe I wear a patch on my arm. You know, maybe I tattoo something on my hand. Uh, maybe I put an implant in my head. You know, there, there's there's going to be. It seems like there's going to be at least three options here when the time comes. And it says, then it says, what we looked at already here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of his uh, number of the beast. So we already looked at that. Now into the next chapter, um, we read. I think it's down here. Because this mark of the beast thing comes up again. All right, uh, Revelation fourteen nine. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. So all of these things go hand in hand. Worship of the beast and his image. So you got to worship the beast and you have to worship his image and you have to receive his mark, either in uh, the forehead or in the hand. And as we looked before that mark, it could be the actual mark itself. It could be the number or it could be um, the name, his name. It could be any of those things. There is a lot that entails this whole mark of the beast idea. So it's not, as, it's not something as simple as uh, getting a vaccine because there's a willing worship involved. You have to worship the beast in order to get this thing. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. And why is that? Because they had to reject God in order to get this mark. I don't think that people that get a vaccine are necessarily rejecting God to do that. Otherwise, we're all in a lot of trouble because basically all of us had had, and all of us have had at least some vaccines, even when we were kids, when we didn't have a choice. Well, and so that would mean that if the mark of the beast was something that was just a, just a vaccine, that would mean that people would be able to get the mark not by choice. You know, you, you could give like a baby the mark, and then what? Are we going to believe that God is going to damn that baby to hell forever? That see, that's where it doesn't seem to make sense. That's where it doesn't exactly work. You know, kids can get vaccines. It seems like this mark, whatever it is, however it's going to work, uh, it. it in order to get it, there has to be a willingness to worship the beast in his image to get it. And that is the thing that really sends somebody to hell, you know, uh, which we read about here. Uh, the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture in the cup of his indignation, and he shall 
and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark uh, of his name. Um, and then it goes on to say, here's the patience of the sa saints. Uh, here are they that kept the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Now, you could say, somebody could say here, well, it says those who receive the mark and who worship the beast. So maybe that's the, the people, like in the group, you have people who, you have in this whole group of people being tormented, there are those who receive the mark and there are those who worship the beast, almost like it's two different you know, types of people. You you could read it that way, and that's that's possible. So, I mean, I would say anything that resembles the mark of the beast, just stay away from. Uh, but I think a more consistent reading is because again, you have to answer the question: what about what about people who 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 are forced? You know, would there be people who are forced to have the mark of the beast? You know, without their without their free will. You know, if 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 damning somebody to hell, if that's Satan's goal, and if it's as easy as knocking somebody out or or giving them you know some anesthesia or something, uh, and then just giving them the mark of the beast, whatever that is, you know, just just tattooing the name of the beast, whatever on the person's hand or forehead. If it was that easy, then wouldn't wouldn't that be the thing that the Antichrist would want to do? You know, just just force a bunch of people to get the mark. But we don't really see force with the mark. You know, we see coercion for sure. You know, you can't participate in the in the economy. You're going to have a really hard time getting food and staying alive without the mark. So there's like coercion there, but it's not force. It's not it's whoever chooses to not get the mark of the beast or they're killed. So these people aren't being forced to get the mark of the beast. Right. They're they're killed if they don't get it. But they're not physically being restrained and forced to get the mark. And I think it's because that isn't going to destroy somebody spiritually in the way that rejecting God and pledging allegiance to the Antichrist and to the image of the beast, uh, that will damn somebody to hell for sure. So we, we have to take all of this together when we think about, um, Things like vaccines. Now, again, could this come in the form of a vaccine later on? Sure. You know, we there could be a situation where there's a pandemic or even a fake pandemic um, and this mark of the beast thing goes out. But in order to get the mark of the beast, they may tell they may tell people, well, you have to worship the beast, you know, because he's God. He gave life to this lifeless thing. Uh, and you know, so you, you have, you have to worship him. Otherwise you can't have this mark. That's how it's, I think that's more consistent, like how it's going to be presented. So, so it, it's not like people are forced to get it. I think, I think this mark of the beast is actually going to be seen as like an elite thing. Like, like you're, you're, you're one of the, you're one of the elite. If you have it, you know, only, only those who are, who are true believers can have it. It's going to be seen as like a sought after thing. So the people aren't going to be forced to take it. But it's going to be, it's it, which means that people aren't going to be like tricked into taking it. You can't be tricked into taking it. People can be tricked into thinking that vaccines are okay. Um, the only trick here is that the Antichrist is not worthy of worship. But if somebody, but but I mean, false God, no false God is. So 
even today, if somebody rejects Jesus and they decide that they're not going to believe in a God at all, or if they're going to believe in Allah or, or some other God, well, then they've rejected Jesus, they've rejected salvation, and they can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, it's going to be the same thing here. So people can't be forced into it. And I, so I, I want us to apply that today. If this COVID vaccine does become mandatory, I do think it's worth it to still not take it. You know, like, like, I, like I said before, my, my own personal feeling about it is um, I don't, I don't want to take it. I don't want the government telling me I, I have to put something in my body that I'm not confident and I, I don't have any reason to think is, is safe, you know, just because they're saying it's safe. When, when they won't, they won't take any of the claims seriously about how vaccines have, have harmed people. They don't take those claims seriously and we're supposed to just trust the government. So that to me is a little too close to Mark of the Beast territory. It's not the Mark of the Beast. And I believe if somebody does get a COVID vaccine, they can still be saved. It's not, I don't, I don't have any reason to think that that would negate their salvation or anything like that. Um, because they're not told that they have to reject Jesus in order to get it. Uh, and I, so I believe that there's going to be a lot of Christians that, that will get it and they, they'll just think that, you know, just like we did when we were younger, you know, I had to have vaccines. So did you, many of us did. And I didn't really think anything about it. I didn't, I didn't know. There's a lot of people that don't know. Um, so I, I think of it like that. I do think it's a problem when Christians are bashing other Christians about whatever they decide with this. You know, Christians calling Christians stupid because they'll either not get the vaccine or they will get the vaccine. I think that's wrong. I don't think that this is something we should be dividing over. Uh, I, I definitely don't see that anywhere in Scripture. Now, the actual mark of the beast, yeah, because you can't be a Christian and get the mark of the beast. When you get the mark of the beast, you 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 are saying no to Jesus and his salvation. So, uh, so in that case, yeah, that's something to divide over, but that's not what this is. So I would say don't don't let the enemy the enemy wants to sow discord and fear. Don't let the enemy do that. Like don't let the enemy cause you to have negative feelings about your brother or sister in Christ because they may disagree with you on this. Uh don't allow the enemy to take away your fellowship and your joy uh and, and your brotherhood and sisterhood with that person just because we might disagree on this issue. There's a lot we don't know, and we have to be honest and humble about that. There's just a lot we don't know about vaccines in general. Uh, you know, and, and those, there are pro-vax and anti-vax people on both sides that would disagree with me saying that. I would say, no, you're wrong, Josh. There's a lot we do know. We do know. Okay, you think you know. Fine. I get it. You know, you're passionate about it. Good. But, Again, we got to have humility about this. We have we have to be humble and and realize. Look, I might think I know. That doesn't mean that I do. You know, are you saying it's impossible that you die, go to heaven, stand before God, and God tells you, you know what, I I, I love your passion, but you you were off on some things with the vaccine stuff. Wherever wherever whatever position you take, it, are you saying that it's impossible that that God might say that? So I, I'm I'm saying hold on to your convictions and you know if you're if you're convinced that 
vaccines are right or wrong, you know, then fine. But all I'm saying is don't divide over it. Don't use, don't let that become an excuse to fall into pride and think that you're smarter than your brother or sister who doesn't agree with you. Or, or let that be an excuse to start arguing, being really argumentative with people and, and spewing out hate and, and thinking less of them. You know, don't don't let that be your excuse to do that. Tell people the truth. Tell people what you're learning about it, whatever it is. By all means, do that. But don't we we have to remember we are commanded to love God and love one another. And scripture says that you can't even know the love of God if you don't if you don't love each other. So that we have to filter everything through that lens. Um so I've given my opinion on it. I will not be taking it. Uh, but I'm also not going to try and con. I'll 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 talk about my opinions and I'll talk about what I think Scripture is saying and and I'm going to allow people to make their own choices on the on the issue because again I'm not a scientist. There's a ton of things about vaccines I just don't know. I don't know how I I wouldn't know how to make one if I had to, you, you know. I there's a lot of things about it I don't like, but. I also realize I could be wrong on some things. So according to my current understanding, I think for me, the safest thing to do is to not take it. I don't think that I, I, I don't see a reality where I'm in sin if I don't take the, the vaccine. Um, I, I don't see that. I could be possibly in sin if I do. Maybe. And that, and that, that's, that's a big if. I, that, that's, that's a big maybe. Cause I'm not even fully convinced of that, but, but I am convinced that if I choose to not take it, I, I, I think the only danger of sin is if I let that make me hateful towards other people who disagree. Um, even the people, even if it's like forced, it's mandatory. Even the people who are giving the vaccines, I don't want to hate them. You know, Jesus on the cross said, you know, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. We have to have that same attitude. If people are forcing us to get the vaccine, let's not hate those people. Let's pray for them because they desperately need prayer because they're trampling on our freedom and they think that they're doing right. Everybody does what, what, what's right in their own eyes. So to those people, there would be something wrong. There would be, you know, they're, they're doing something wrong, but for some reason they're thinking it's right. So they, we, they need prayer and they need love and they need their eyes opened. They are going to have a lot easier time forcing you to get a vaccine and feeling justified in it if you're being a total jerk if you're being loving if you're being loving and and they're still forcing it they're going to have a harder time doing that it's a lot harder to force somebody to do something they don't want to do when you actually like them you know um so we got to keep that in mind too there there's a reason why we should be loving that doesn't mean that we make excuses for sins you know we don't do that we stay truthful and we stay bold, but we do all things through love. All right. Um, I want to talk about this possibility of uh, abortion tainted mandated vaccines uh, bringing, bringing the apocalypse. Um, I want to talk about that. Uh, but before we do, we are going to have to go to members only content. Uh, and I've, I've explained it before, but the reason that we're doing this is because again, we have to be able to control our own content. Because YouTube, um, we should not have to be dependent on YouTube. They delete content. They delete channels. We lost our entire channel. And I mean, eight years of like really good, uh, ministry work there gone. 
um, a lot of videos that people could have benefited from greatly gone. So we have to be able to control our own content and, and, and that doesn't come free. So Daily Renegade is a place where if you feel led, if you want to, uh, you can join with the rest of us uh, and we can pool our resources together and build something where we can be sure that it's going to be censorship free. You're not going to be censored. It's a place of love. It's a place of family uh, where all of us can get together. We can fellowship with each other on the website. All members can do that. And then you can also get the rest of these shows. So it, it's you, you do get the show for free, obviously, on YouTube. You're watching it now. Uh, but you can... Um, for members only, you, you, you get, so, you get some more. And again, the reason for that is it would be unfair to ask people to put their resources into something that they're not able to, uh, glean anything from or get any kind of fruit from. You know, that, that would be unfair. Sometimes I get blasted people saying that I'm selling the gospel or something. I'm not. You, you, you want, if you want to know the gospel, you email me, I will tell you for free, or you can go and look up the, the, by now hundreds, maybe thousands of hours of free materials that I have online. Uh, so you do get a lot of stuff for free already. Uh, so we don't, we don't want to be like that. But if you're interested in being a part of the family, also part of it too, the paywall thing is kind of a filter uh, to protect members in the group because it's very rare for a troll. I actually, so far it's never happened um, for an actual troll to spend their own money to get a membership and go and troll people, you know? So it, it's kind of a, a safety wall. You know, the paywall is like a safety wall uh, for members of the group. They know that they're not going to be trolled there. I've never had to revoke somebody's membership. Now that will happen if somebody goes on there and, and just trolls people and they're just mean and they're being argumentative and hateful, then yeah, their membership will be revoked and they won't be allowed to, uh, uh, take part in, in daily renegade. But so far that hasn't happened. And it's because, you know, the trolling stuff, it's really shallow. People, people want to do it anonymously because they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't even see the value in it. They're not going to put their own money into it. Uh, so that, that's, that's another reason why we do that. Um, so if you want to come be a part of the family and, and help this ministry, uh, go to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership today. We would love to have you. Uh, it would be great to have you as part of this and be part of the family. And you can get the rest of this episode of JPD Weekly, and you also get uh, full episodes of everything else we do, um, Detox Babylon, uh, the, the Peck Reports, you know, um, Sharpening Report now which is great. I have revived the sharpening report and we have several episodes of that by now. So you can do all of that at dailyrenegade.com. Get a membership today and to get the members videos, you know, to get the full videos, you have to go in the members section, go in the members section, find the video you want and you'll be able to watch it there. Uh, all right. So members hang on the line. Everybody else. Thank you so much for watching until next time. Take care and God bless. All right, members only, thank you so much for being a member. Uh, really appreciate it. Let's get right into it. I don't want to waste any more time. Uh, I do want to thank you, though, of course. Uh, but this new article came out, and it kind of got me thinking, you know, how how much correlation is there between uh, what what might be a, a COVID vaccine and, like, Armageddon? And, and I, I think, if anything, this might be a birth pang. It might be something, like, as an example of what it could like look like in the future, I, I, it might be that, um, but the other thing to worry about, uh, which we mentioned in the free section, the, the other thing to worry about with vaccines is the the aborted fetal tissue, and that I could see as a problem because you know there's a prophecy 
forget where it is, maybe in Daniel, where it talks about that the Antichrist won't uh, regard the love of women or something like that. And one possible interpretation of that, uh, you know, so, some people say that, well, that means that he he's a homosexual. Uh, and maybe, uh, but others say, well, what's the love of a woman? It's to have a child, so he's, he's going to hate children. Uh, and maybe he's going to be like pro-abortion. So this could fall in line with the whole name thing and the the authority and the, the, the mark and the name. If it is in a, in a vaccine, you know, the nature of the Antichrist, if that is the right way to interpret that uh, verse, that the name of the Antichrist, you know, the, the, the this part of his whole thing is going to be the hatred of children. Um, maybe that's why we have aborted fetal cells in vaccines, and maybe maybe the vaccine, you know, maybe the mark of the beast at some point will come in the form of a vaccine. Maybe. So uh, Bishop Schneider told LifeSite News that there should be a man that if there should if there. If there's going to be a mandatory global vaccine for coronavirus derived from cell lines from aborted babies, quote, then we will enter into the time of the apocalypse, end quote. Now, I wouldn't take it that far, uh, but it's de- it'll definitely be bad. I mean, it's really bad, and that's that's part of the reason that I'm not going to take it, the aborted fetal cell things. And I don't know if all vaccines have that. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's a way to develop a vaccine without needing that, but... The way the legal system is and the way these corporations are, if anybody tries to make a competing vaccine, uh, they're, they're just sued. You know, they're just sued. They, they're, they're in litigation and, and into annihilation, basically. But anyway, uh, last week, so this is from LifeSite. Last week, Bishop Athanasius, that is a name, uh, Schneider, uh, laid out an apocalypse scenario regarding forced global vaccines derived from aborted babies. It was likely missed amid the flurry of presidential debates. Um, but he told LifeSite News that should there be a mandatory global vaccine for coronavirus derived from cell lines from aborted babies, then we would enter the time of the apocalypse. Uh, so here's a more full quote. He, and this is why he explained why. He said, maybe I'm wrong, but I have the suspicion that partly this COVID situation was created not only to implement a new dictatorship and control of the population, but in some way to legalize abortion globally the killing of unborn babies so that the entire planet will be collaborating in the process of killing babies through the vaccine, which will use parts of aborted babies. The vaccine will be imposed and obligatory so that you cannot work, travel, or go to school without it. Now, that does sound like Mark of the Beast territory. He he goes on, obliging the entire population to receive the vaccine, but only but the only vaccine will be that made with cells from aborted babies. Perhaps they will not accept other vaccines, and they will lie, saying that these are not effective, that the only effective vaccine will be from the aborted babies. I am not affirming now that this will happen, but this is my suspicion. It appears to me realistic that this could come this for me is the last this this is for me the last step of satanism that satan and the world government ultimately the masonic world government will oblige all even the church to accept abortion in this way and therefore we must resist very strongly against this if it comes we must even accept to be martyrs um and therefore we must resist very strongly against this if it comes uh so then the article says, wow, are we ready for this? The only preparation can be making sure we're on the state of grace with fervent prayer and penance. Uh, but it is after he says this that 
Bishop Snyder comes to the most grievous part. He says that, quote, unfortunately, some bishops, even good bishops and priests, are already presenting what for me is a sophism in justifying that you can accept this vaccine from aborted babies according to moral principles. A sophism is a clever but false argument, especially one used deliberately to deceive. So Bishop Snyder says some bishops, even good ones, are making a huge explanation to me in sophistic matter manner of the principle of moral cooperation only without your will without your consent but this is for me as sophism which cannot be applied to the concrete case because it is evident to simple common sense that when you know this that the vaccine is from aborted babies then you cannot apply this moral principle or theory to this concrete case and therefore we have to be very careful not to be induced into error because of this sophistic argument, even when it comes from good traditional priests. This is the danger we have to resist this, end quote. The article goes on, you can read more about that, but that is something that we have to uh, really take into consideration. How, how can we morally take a vaccine if, if there are aborted fetal cells in that vaccine? If the abortion of children, the killing, the literal murder of babies, the most innocent among us, was, was used, was done in order to make this vaccine, or if vaccine used those aborted cells to do this. Now, we got to look into this more and see if that's true. We And the way we do that is look at the counter-argument. What's the counter-argument to it? What are people who are, are there people saying that there are not aborted fetal cells in vaccines and if so what's their evidence for that what's the evidence of those who are saying that there are or is it that those in favor of the vaccine they're saying well yeah but there's aborted fetal cells but that's fine there's nothing wrong with that is that what they're saying because if so then that directly conflicts with the way that we as christians would believe and then we would have to say okay well uh, morally, I cannot take that, you know, uh, and maybe we can get some kind of religious exemption. I don't know in this country. Uh, certainly most other countries in the world are not going to allow any kind of religious exemption from things like that. But in certain areas here in America, there are such things as religious exemptions. So these are all things that we need to spend time looking into now. So if and when it comes, we'll have an answer for it. We'll be prepared. We'll know what we're going to say, how we're going to act, uh, what we're going to do, and we'll be able to be confident that we're on the right side, that we're, that we're, we're with God on this one. And so, Along with all that, we need to pray for wisdom, pray for the knowledge that we need, but the wisdom to use it. And we need to pray that God keeps our eyes and hearts open and provides us with the right answer and that we can be humble and and have enough humility to accept that right answer, whatever it is. All right, so as always, I'm interested to know what you think. Go ahead, leave me a comment, uh, or you can even send me an email if you want, joshpeckdisclosure at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me on this JPD Weekly. I am uh, excited to be doing more. And like I said before, I'm retiring Peck Report because it was largely political, and I'm trying to back away from politics. Obviously, you can't fully escape it because... Everything is politicized, even what we're talking about today has been politicized. But that's why today I really wanted to focus more on what, what does God say, what does the Bible say, uh, what is morally right and wrong, and not so much what's politically correct. So uh, thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. I love you all, and until next time, take care. God bless. 